professor. Hello to everyone Hello. listening in. This is the Do Jiu Jitsu podcast, where we talk to great individuals from all sorts of backgrounds that have one thing in common, and that is that they do Jiu Jitsu. My name is Jay, and I'm your host. And today, podcast number two, we have Professor Alexandre Cafe Dantas. He is a fifth degree black belt, a UFC veteran, and a USA Martial Art Hall of Famer. It's such a pleasure to have him on here today. And thank you again, Professor, for taking the time to join in. Thank you, Jesse. The pleasure is mine. Super happy to be here with you today. Super, super happy. Very excited. All right. So, Professor, today you are the head coach in your academy, sharing your knowledge, uh, fifth degree black belt. You've competed and became champion against some of the best uh, BJJ athletes in the world, and you've even competed in the UFC. I just wanted to know, how was it like growing up? Give us a little bit of a background. So, uh, my my parents, you know, since I was a little kid, they put me in martial arts. So, uh, first, uh, four years old, I started in judo. Judo is a, is a big martial arts in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And then, after that, we've seen moves, you know, and of the stuff, Bruce Lee, it's kind of stuff. I switched mm -hmm. for karate. So I, I did karate until I was 13, and then I switched for jiu-jitsu, and then I never stopped it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It sounds like you've been fighting all your life then, even in your childhood, very, very early, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's true. Okay. And uh, so and how and when did you get introduced to Brazilian jiu-jitsu? So when I was uh, 13 years old, everybody on, on my or my neighborhood, Copacabana Beach in Rio de Janeiro, was talking about a big event that's going to be live on television. And in the back of the time, they called it Vale Tudo, the old uh, mm -hmm. MMA. So everybody wanted to see what's that about, you know, because mm -hmm. street fighting was a, a very common uh, uh, thing in, uh, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So if you have this on television, you know, like street fighting television, so it's going to be great. So uh -huh. I was at in front of the TV watching live the first UFC ever, and I saw Royce Gracie beating all the muscle guys, all the huge athletes. And uh -huh. Royce was skinny, you know. And I said, said "Man, that's the the real stuff." And uh, no more, yeah, 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 for me. Mm -hmm. I, I signed up the next day. I signed up on the on the Jiu Jitsu Academy, the the nearest one to my house. It was a Carson Grace Academy. It was a Carlson Gracie Academy? Yes. Wow, and that, how, how how old were you? It was 13. It was back in 1993. In 93. Wow. Yes. And um let me let me know uh how do you do you remember how it felt to start something uh new to start again in a different martial arts when you were a kid? Yes, for sure. I do remember. So everything it was uh different from from what I I was used to but mm -hmm. was a uh, some similar to judo so mm -hmm. that it kind of helped me because judo is more uh, trolls and then you just just pin down the opponent on the ground you don't go for submissions and then on jiu-jitsu you have to worry about everything you know it's a takedown spin down mm -hmm. submission is every is a complete martial art so that's that's make me like uh in love with with jiu-jitsu because it was much, much more challenging than anything else I ever, I ever had in my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely. What made you, um, what made you commit? Uh, what, what was the moment when you were like, uh, when you were training uh, in the beginning? You were like, yeah, this is, this is it. I'm gonna be doing this forever. So uh, when, when I, when I, uh, I began jujitsu, you know. I had the other adults because I was 13, you know, and there was not mm -hmm. a, a kids class on the on, the, on that time, you know. So uh -huh. kids were together with the adults on the night class. And that was normal. So mm. uh, I see the adults and for me, they were like uh, uh, heroes, you know, and I want to be like just like them, in invincible on my mm -hmm. point of view, for sure, you know. So like I think on the on the second week of training, I was already hooked up and all. I said, nah, "I'll be doing this for life." Got it, got it. So you knew you knew very uh, early on, and it it sounds like fighting really was a passion of yours, very 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 early. 
oh yeah, that's true, you know. Yeah, you know, as a kid, you know, seeing all the movies, uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, you like you like fight, you know, so it's, it's all good. Uh -huh. Yeah, and um, your uh, nickname is very particular. How did you get the nickname uh, Cafe? So as I told you, there there was no kids class. So mm -hmm. when I began training, I was the very worst student, you know. So anybody that wanted to warm up, they say, oh, mm -hmm. go, go for him, he's Café Colete, like a milk coffee, <laughs> you know, very, uh -huh. easy to, yeah. very easy to beat. So, and I, I accepted the nickname because I was bad mm -hmm. as well. So I just kept training, you know, and um, I think when I get a blue belt, I was no more uh, milky coffee and just coffee, uh, just cafe, no sugar. <laughs> a little bit more, a little bit more bitter, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, 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 not too sweet to roll with anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man, so wow, that that's uh, that's an awesome way to uh, get get a nickname. What age did you uh, get your black belt? Black belt when I was 19, what's the minimum age on the IBJJF uh, rules? Oh, I see, I see. Got it. And uh, what was the hardest uh, stage towards uh, your black belt journey? I heard a lot of people talk about blue belt blues and all these uh, and uh, all these other things. What do you think was the hardest stage of getting to the black belt? I agree 100%. Blue belt is, is the most uh, difficult uh, part. Uh, first of all, you don't know much what you're doing, you know. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a, 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 a consistency on your game. Some days you try uh, guard, some days you try pass guard, some days you try take it down, some days you try counters, you know. You really don't you really don't have a game. Uh, you're not a complete fighter for, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you just go for the floor, you know, whatever shows on the on the on the train or in the competition, you try to follow, you know. But uh, when I got the purple belt, you know, things the things changed for me. You know, it was mm -hmm. a complete, complete game change uh, for me. I think uh, not only on my game itself, but on my mind as well. Mm -hmm. I started finishing finishing the black belts. So the guys that when mm -hmm. I begin, they were invincible, not mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, as a proper belt, I start finishing everybody. Uh, so I, I tell this for my students, you know, guys, blue belt is uh -huh. hard, but don't quit because uh, the, the next steps, you know, is going to be more clear. The, the, the mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu is going to be more clear for, for you. The more you train, more things make sense because on the beginning, it's super hard, you know, to, to make sense of the game. Mm-hmm makes sense yeah yeah uh right now i'm still in my white belt journey um and it's the most frustrating uh frustrating thing ever uh <laughs> professor because uh, exactly what you said um my game is nowhere uh nowhere complete and um whenever i'm in any uh position and uh, i'm always just questioning myself and i can't figure out uh what to do so i'm always in these uh tough spots so yeah and that's uh that's in white so i can't uh i can't imagine what it'll be like in blue once you know some knowledge but still feeling the same thing <laughs> exactly and now and don't be surprised if a white belt finish you and you being a blue mm. belt you know that can happen that happened to me <laughs> yeah yeah definitely some guys there's some new people that come into the gym no stripes or anything and i'm like yeah i can i can uh, i can take these guys and then when you roll with them, you I figure out they have like a wrestling background or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Or judo black belt. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right away I'm on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Survival. Yeah, man. And um, what ways have you seen um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu translate in your personal life? Everything in my life, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu have helped me, you know, especially the mindset that you develop through jiu-jitsu. Uh, mm -hmm. You could be under uh, a, a ultra heavy guy, you know, inside the control, his belly all over your face. You can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, but uh -huh. you know, you know that there is escape. There is a way to get out of that bad situation and reverse and go on top. Same thing on your life. 
sometimes you, 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 everybody, you know, can go through some hard times during, during the life, but mm -hmm. there is a way to, to, to reverse the bad situation. It's the same mentality on jiu-jitsu, you know, just don't quit, keep fighting, you know, because you can do it. You just have to believe uh, for, for sure, of course, you, you need, need the correct tools. Same thing on life, you know. So if you want a, a specific profession, you know, you have to start to be successful in this specific profession, you know. If you want to, whatever you want to do, you have to search for the specific tools that are going to help you achieve mm -hmm. your goals. And Jiu-Jitsu is the same thing. If you want to be a good guard player, you have to, to be on bottom playing guard, you know. If mm -hmm. you want to be a good pass, you have to try to uh, drill guide pass, and that's that's the game. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. The way that uh, you said that you were able to reverse your problems, it seems like you're, I, I like the term in uh, jujitsu when I learn how to frame, um, because um, in just, uh, there's a term called reframing so um whenever there's a bad situation you can reframe the way you think about it and then all of a sudden it becomes a good situation it becomes an opportunity it sounds a little bit like that how you think about it yes i agree with you exactly uh, everything you know jiu-jitsu there's not only one way to do it there's several ways to do it and same thing in life you know so sometimes the guys are attacking you and you think only about the fan, but you, you could think about the counter attack and, and be in a better situation after. Mm. So like when somebody try to take down you, doesn't matter who start the take down, what matter is who finish on the top and hold three seconds. Mm -hmm. So same thing <laughs> in life, some things, sometimes in life you, you are on a, on a bad situation, a bad spot, but also could be opportunity to, to get some profit of that, that bad situation, that bad spot. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's um, in days, uh, professor, that I'm um, that I'm rolling. Uh, sometimes I get uh, when, once we're sparring after class already, sometimes I get in a very uh, tough spot. And then uh, what you're saying really is resonating with me right now, because uh, I would be in that same tough spot for like two weeks. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, one day I'm like, oh, if I just roll this way, I can actually get out of here. And then um, and then everything uh, becomes uh, a little bit better. So yeah, that really that really resonates with me, um, Professor. Why um, why do you think um, jujitsu to get a jujitsu black belt it takes 10, 15 years, but to get like a black belt in karate, taekwondo, and other martial arts it takes like three to four sometimes. Yeah, that's that's a, is a very a funny thing because sometimes I get a teenager or even a kid coming to train jujitsu at my academy, mm -hmm. and the mother said. Well, look, he's a black belt. Uh, and I asked, black belt in jiu-jitsu? No, no, black belt in karate. I said, oh, uh -huh. okay, but here, the minimum age to get a black belt is 19. And they might, uh, but, but he cannot wear a, a white belt because he, he can wear the black belt. I said, no, he cannot. He's gonna wear a white belt. Uh -huh. And the difference is on jiu-jitsu, I think jiu-jitsu is a, uh, endless martial arts. Mm. You never, you never gonna end learning jiu-jitsu. Even myself, I have I have a black belt fifth degree, and I still learn every day. Because mm -hmm. if you think you know everything, then you're done. Then you're gonna go back to the blue belt. Mm -hmm. And and uh, the other martial arts not like that. You know, you have some uh, uh, specific techniques, and and that's it that if you want, if you learn everything, you learn everything. They don't create jujitsu, don't create karate every day. They don't create box mm -hmm. every day. They don't create Muay Thai every day or whatever. It's mm -hmm. a limited, they are limited. Jujitsu, no, jujitsu is unlimited. It's an endless martial art. Wow, endless martial art. Yes. I see. And um, what you said there, whenever you think that you're done learning, that's usually the time that you start dying, hey? So it's either exactly. uh, it 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 reflects a lot. Yeah, it it reflects almost nature a lot. It's either you grow or you die. Exactly, it reflects on the life situation as well. So uh -huh. most of people you know that uh, think they know everything. 
they just become stupid, you know, because uh -huh. they close themselves for new stuffs uh, and they be obsolete, you know, they they yeah. be out, out, out of date, they be on the uh -huh. best. Wow, I see, I see. So it's constantly evolving. Hey, it's uh, almost, yeah, it seems like it's a, uh, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very natural. It's a very natural uh, martial art then. There's endless possibilities on the moves that you can uh, do and you're constantly evolving yourself and it never, it just never stops. Wow. Um, next question here, Professor. What was a very tough moment in your life where Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really helped you overcome? Yeah, every, as I said in the beginning, everybody has a difficult moments, you know, and uh, I had as well. So uh, when you when you lose some somebody close to you, you know, and uh, some people get get it, they, they depressed, you know, go go mm -hmm. down all the way to the bottom. But if you are a real uh, fighter, you know, your mind your mind is different, you know. You don't let yourself go down all the way to the bottom. Of course, you're going to be sad, but you're going to overcome anything in your life because uh, you know how to fight. And mm -hmm. not about uh, fighting, a uh, uh, physical fight, but mm -hmm. it's a mental mm -hmm. fight as well. Jiu-Jitsu mm -hmm. is not only physical, it's mental game as well. I think more mental than physical. Uh -huh. so if you go for the a tournament, and you are not mental prepare. Doesn't matter if you are a super, uh, very good uh, technique guy. We will lose mm -hmm. because mental is is one of the most important parts of jujitsu, and that's how I, I can transfer this to to the personal life. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. Um, what you said there, uh, professor. Uh, you know, people. Um, get uh depressed and they end up um you know giving up on life and it's a very tragic thing and that's actually a reason why i wanted to start this podcast is because a lot of people are giving up their life to vices and addiction and just negative just negative influences and they're just not finding a purpose if people are giving away their life to all these negative things why why don't they give a little bit of their life to jujitsu you know maybe it can turn things around give them exactly what you said that uh that mental strength um that they can uh, that they can come to each and every single uh, night like the stress relief the wow professor the stress relief that I got from uh jujitsu as well I actually another reason why I started to do this uh was because in the course of um just a couple of months of doing jujitsu I lost uh, 50 pounds <laughs> wow congratulations thank you and then um and then i was like man this this stuff works and i felt more confident and i started walking straighter uh and it just yeah it just made me uh feel really really good so definitely the um, it it helped me with my mental health and it also helped me with my physical health uh but it 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 really did first start from uh so first start from within so definitely Wow. So, what are you? Uh, what are you most excited about now uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? The uh, I I was looking at the growth curve of the industry, and um, it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has grown by thirteen percent, even just uh, from last year. So that's a huge, uh, huge amount of growth uh, in the industry. Uh, what are, What are you? What are you most excited about? Excited about right now? So, uh, you know, I I open my own my own academy. You know. Uh, not only to keep my legacy alive, you know, mm -hmm. but also to help the community where I do live. You know, I live in Follow the Day of Florida, and uh, mm -hmm. my, my biggest goal is to do for others what Jiu Jitsu did and keep doing for me every day in my life. You know, as you said, gonna release the stress every day in your life, you know, get, get your confidence, empower yourself to do whatever you want in your life. When I get you in shape, lose your weight, get strength, get get muscles, make new friends, you know, learning new skills, learning how to think to get out of bad situations, uh, learn to fight, learn self defense. Uh, I can I can keep all day here mm. tell you good things about Jiu Jitsu, you know. So my biggest goal here is to help the more people can help, you know, 
kids, uh, adults, elders, uh, whatever, you know, I'm here to help. And also, uh, I love to compete. Uh, mm. I still have the, the fire burn inside of me. So whenever I get the opportunity, I go and do the competitions. Uh, on my age, when I get hurt, when I get injured, take a <laughs> while to recover, you know. And that's why I don't compete as many as I want, because when I get hurt, uh -huh. I get more time to recover. But as soon mm -hmm. as I feel like 50%, I'm ready to go back uh, to the competitions. <laughs> when when was uh, your first competition? How did how did it feel like? First competition was uh, yeah. three months after I joined uh, the Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back on that day, the 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 belt the belt system uh, was not too much uh, organized as 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 is today. So uh -huh. for the kids, it's direct from white to yellow, and then they had the, the orange, green. And then when you make 16, you turn already on the blue belt. So I I, I become a, a yellow belt after mm. three months only of training. And I went to compete the Rio de Janeiro State Championship as a yellow mm. belt. So I won two fights and I lost the final. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, it was a great experience, even if I, I lost, it was a great experience, you know, because the, the feeling that you get to compete, the, the adrenaline is like something uh, uh, to give, give, give to me uh, an, an addiction. The feeling that you feel before compete, I love this feeling, you know, the feeling that you're gonna go there and, and you're gonna put yourself to, to test, you're gonna, Prove yourself, you know, that you can do it. Uh, you're going to be just you and, and the, the opponent, you know. Of course, you have your teammates, you know, helping you all the, all the time. But when you get there, it's just you and the guy, you know. And you uh -huh. have to do your best. And I, I love this. Wow. What was uh, the competition that uh, you think was the the most, uh, where, where you were the most... Uh, nervous but the most excited uh, what, what, what competition do you think in your memory was that one so it was in 2017 uh the the uae jiu-jitsu federation the federation from abu dhabi they, uh -huh. they called me and said look uh professor cafe we do uh, have a legends uh league and uh, we want you to fight on the legends league uh-huh uh against the the former ufc uh, world champion rico rodriguez uh, he's a ultra heavy fighter uh -huh. and back on that day i was like a medium heavy i was like uh -huh. 80 80 82 84 mm. something like that skinny skinny professor uh -huh. so i said yes for sure i want to fight the legends you know because i have been seeing the legends you know i said um, Elio Soneca competing, Amori Bitetti, um, Zé Mario Sperry, uh, and other other big names from a little a little a little before my my time, you know. So I grew up seeing that that guys uh, uh, fighting, you know. So uh -huh. be able to fight on the same league as they are doing the, the legends was a was a big deal for me. So. The fight was in Japan, so wow. they, they paid they pay to me uh, to arrive there one day before. So I went there one day before, and then I get out of their plane direct for for the venue where the competition was, and you have the the waiting with the with the shake hands with Rico Rodriguez, no, and I look <laughs> for him like this, not because the guy was much bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the matchmakers said to us look guys uh the last legends fight was a little <clears throat> stalling you know not much action so the shake won a, a big show for you guys and then Hiko said yeah no i'm here to do it i'm here to give you guys a show mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay oh no <laughs> you want a show okay so that's it. And I went to the hotel, get my shower after the travel, sleep. And the next day, 
I was there back to fight. And uh, I remember, you know, I was a little nervous. <clears throat> so I was able to double leg him outside the hook, take uh -huh. him down. He was playing a little guide. I hopped over to the other side, uh, went to the back control, and then he exposed his neck. And I did one of my favorite uh, signature moves. I called the digital uh, clock choke. It's not a regular clock choke. That way uh -huh. you keep walking. You just stay uh, like a letter T on the guy's neck. <clears throat> and yeah. he tapped it. A digital clock it. choke. <laughs> yes. And after that, I did a big screen, you know, because I put all the, the emotion out. And I was super happy. And they got the, they got their big show. Yes, they, they got a big <laughs> show, yes. <laughs> you know, but yeah, not, that's not, good. Not from here, Con, not from yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, the show was delivered, but not for him. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's an amazing story. Um, you also have fought in the UFC. How, how was that process like? How did you, how did you get in there? So, uh, yes, I did fight uh, the UFC twice. So uh, back in 1999, I got uh, first place uh, on the BJJF World Champion as a brown belt, mm -hmm. and I received my black belt on the podium. Uh, so after that, two months after that, uh, the matchmaker from the UFC uh, emailed me, asking me if I want to fight, and I said mm -hmm. yes. So I got a fight against Yuki Kondo. Mm -hmm. uh, I already had three MMA fights here in Brazil, so my 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 score was three zero for me. Mm -hmm. I, I won the three fights. So the guy called me and I said yes. So I I went for the UFC. Uh, super super uh, uh, crazy, you know, be on the biggest show in the world. So you go for the for the locker room, you know, warm up. You know, I get hyper, you know, and your your heart's already beat super fast. And the guy opened the door and said, Cafe, it's your turn. Let's go. And then you, <laughs> you get out uh, and you stay side by side with your opponent, you know, before mm -hmm. they, they, they ask you to walk all the way through, through the cage, you know. And then I went first. Everybody screamed, you know, and tried to touch your hands, touch your, your head or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and then I went to the cage. The guy locked the, the door. And then you, you oh, as your first time, you know, you can't hear nothing. You cannot mm -hmm. hear the coach. You just, you just, you just uh, be on a, a different world, you know. It's just you mm -hmm. and your opponent. Uh, and the guy said, you ready? You ready? Let's get it on. And then you go crazy, man. It's unbelievable. The feeling is very good feeling. Wow, wow. Yeah, describe describe like the energy. Like how was the energy of you walking towards the cage? How did that feel? Yeah, the, the energy is incredible. You know, you feel the crowd, you know, everybody there. Back on that day, you know, uh, <clears throat> since I come from the MMA ground, the energy is like an energy for a gladiator. You know, uh -huh. it's not it's not like an energy that's gonna go do some uh, martial arts. You know, mm -hmm. no, no, no. it's an energy for a gladiator. You know, you're going for war. It's not a, not a, not 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 a joke. Not everything fixed. You're going for mm -hmm. war. Just you and the guy, and just one can get out. Wow. Tell me about the mental space. How was your How was your head? Where were you in your mind at at that point? Is that so? I guess as a, as a, my first time. You know, uh, I didn't have so much experience on, on the UFC, especially because the one that I fought uh, that I fought in Brazil, there was no elbow allowed. It's just punch, you know. Uh, and the UFC, you can use the, the the elbow as well. What is a is a plus that to get to be used it too, you know. So mm -hmm. I was nervous for sure, but uh, I think. To be nervous, they're gonna they, you're gonna lose your stamina fifty percent. Mm. So anything in life, the more you do it, the more you get used to and become something that's not gonna stress you too much. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Say to the to the my students or go compete jujitsu or even go fight MMA. So look, uh, it, get nervous, normals, you know. So you have to train twice that you used to train because fifty percent of your stamina of your gas you're gonna lose when you step inside the the mat or the ring, you know. And you have just fifty percent of your of your full. So you have to be used to fight like this, and that's what happened <laughs> uh-huh. for me, you know. When I stepped in, already I lost fifty percent of my strength. You know, <laughs> I was able to win the first two rounds. You know, uh-huh. I took him down. I did some grounding, ground them. So uh, some 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 punishing on the ground, but on the on the third round, I went for a, a double leg, and he come with a flying knee that uh-huh. cut his leg on my nose. I felt back, but I was not out yet. I was playing half guard, but the referee at the, the time was big John McCarn. Uh, he stopped the match and said, no, no, that's it. That's, that's enough. And I told him, no, I'm sure I'm good, man. Sure can fight. He said, no, no, that's it. That's it. So I mm. tried to get up, but he, he, he was much bigger than me, you know, the John, John McCarn. Mm. And he pushed his head against my chest. Uh-huh. Said, stay down. So the last, 10% of my strength when he pushed me down, just get out, you know, and then I was zero. I was zero uh-huh. and I had to be carried out of the of the ring, man, of the octagonal. Uh-huh. I was complete out. Wow. <laughs> what yeah. an experience, man. That's crazy. Like, so you've been you've been fighting like all uh, all of your life. And uh, yeah, it's crazy to uh, just step into your shoes for a <laughs> for a second there. Um I'm curious. How does it feel to uh, you've competed so much? How does it feel, how does it feel to compete now? So uh, to be realistic, you know, right now I want to go there and do and do things that I like. Uh-huh. I want to I don't go there and do a big takedown. I want to mm-hmm. go there and do a big sweep or a nice guard pass. I want to do things nice, you know. Mm-hmm. I just want to go there and win by advantage. Uh, no, no. If that's happened, I'll be upset. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm being realistic. You know, I uh-huh. want, I wanted to go there and do nice stuff. You know, beautiful stuff. What I do every day on my academy, I mm. teach every day to my students. So I said, I said to, I said to my students, look, I have been competing since 1993. So since I was a yellow belt, mm-hmm. so almost everything that you guys uh, see me teaching. Is already competition proven to work, and th- there is some stuff that I tell, I tell the guys. I will teach you, but I don't like. I uh-huh. don't think it's gonna work on competition, but uh, I need I need to show so you guys know that mm-hmm. that on, on my opinion they don't they, they don't work don't work. Uh huh. Oh, Professor, I lost you for a second there. I think you're on mute. Oh, I think you're on mute, Professor. Oh, there you go. Good. We're, yeah, we're back. We're back. No so problem. Why, no why, why did you finish it? Why did you lose me? Oh, uh, you were uh, you were just uh, t- t- telling me uh, how you don't uh, teach anything that you you don't want to teach anything that oh, it's not going to work in competition. Is is that? I, I, I don't like to teach, but I still teach. I tell my students, look, mm. I don't think this is a good technique, but I want to teach you guys everything. And then you decide by yourself if you're going to use it or not, you know? But I, I don't like it. I said, I'm a real person. I said to get, look, I don't like this position, but I'm going to teach mm. you anyway. It's up to you if you're going to use it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. That's awesome. And do you think anybody can uh, anybody can start doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu is for everyone. I I I say this every day in my academy, and I have students to prove that. So I have a student that he start training at sixty-five, and every day if he finished the class and he come he hug me, and uh, he <laughs> appreciates you know, and he said Jiu-Jitsu changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was every day in my house, just watch TV, reading newspaper, and now I have something that I'm looking for. 
Uh -huh. three, times, three times a week. So every three times a week, I'm super happy before I come to eat <laughs> and I go house and I can sleep, you know, a very good sleep because I, I'm sweating, I learn, I, I make new friends. I saw my old friends. Uh -huh. So and also for kids, you know, we do start uh, the minimum age is three, three years old. So mm -hmm. because uh, before three, the kids cannot understand and cannot comply with anything. So I tell the parents, if you want to, if the kid's younger than three, just keep playing with them with a pillow or with a, a teddy bear, you know, mm -hmm. you can play because it's going to be great for them. But uh, to learn it at the academy, three is the minimum age. Got it. Got it. And uh, what's uh, what's uh, your advice on someone who's thinking about doing jujitsu? So now, uh, because there's going to be people who are going to be listening and they're thinking about doing it. What's your advice to them? My advice is don't think. Just go there, do a class for free or whatever you go to do a tryout. And uh, because uh, I heard a lot of people go there, they and then before they try, he said, "No, I'm gonna get in shape, shape before, then I come back." Say no, my, no, my <laughs> friend. We're gonna get shape here. This is gonna make you yeah. get in shape. Jiu-jitsu yeah. is for this. There's nothing else like jiu-jitsu. And also, I, I, I have a lot of students that are. Uh, oh, professor, I lost you again. I lost you. There. I'm you go. sorry. So I have a, a student. He's an Iron Man. Iron Man is uh -huh. the person that. Do running, swimming, and bicycling on the same day. Yeah. So he's a super athlete, you know, on, on shape, you know, always eat healthy. Oh, prof professor, you keep uh, getting muted. There you go. Yeah. So what, what, what did you where did you stop on the trial on the, on the yeah, Iron Man? On, yeah, that's right. Oh, Let's do yeah, it. you, yeah, okay. Uh, you're muted right now. There you go. That's good. I don't know what's going on. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah, it's on, it's a mute again. There you go. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Oh, whenever we start talking, it seems to mute, hey? Okay, I think it's good. Okay, so the guy came to do a, a trial class. Uh-huh. And uh, he's a super athlete, you know, on shape, eat health, everything, you know, on the on the on the on the 20 years old only, so super young. And he, he did last only two minutes. And then he got out, you know, super tired. Uh -huh. And I told him, look, doesn't matter what you do to get in shape. The shape that you get in jiu-jitsu is different, is unique. Mm. Because on jiu-jitsu, it's not only about the stamina, not about how the way that you breathe. It's mm -hmm. also, as I told you in the beginning, a mental game. Because when, when you're running, you just run. And you, you you worry about your form or how you step your, your, your feet on the mat, I mean on, on the on the ground. And then sometimes you just go on the automatic and keep it running, breathing correct and keep it running and you run the whole marathon. Mm -hmm. Something automatic. It's like a muscle memory. Mm -hmm. When you're swimming, same stuff. Once you get the form to do a correct swimming, you can go and come back, go and come back. And bicycle is the same. So that is not something that to challenge you to keep switching your form, going up and down, pushing and, and pulling, mm -hmm. using your legs, using your hands, using your neck, using your whole body. There's mm -hmm. nothing else in the world like Jiu-Jitsu. And to mm -hmm. be more specific, uh, one month ago, a Division One wrestling uh, wrestler come to my academy and it was mm -hmm. a no-gi class. So he, he told me, oh, I'm, a, I'm a Division One wrestling, and I want to try the, the no-gi class. I said, sure, man, you are welcome. And then after three minutes, he get out of the mat to run and go to the bathroom <laughs> to throw up, to poke. 
Uh-huh. And then he came back and said, man, do, do, are you okay, man? And he said, <laughs> and he told me, nobody ever tried to try to, to take my arm and finish on the, on the bar. Nobody ever tried to choke me. Nobody ever tried uh-huh. to get a foot lock on me. So mm. I was worried about my life, he said to me. And I said, <laughs> I said <laughs> don't, don't need to be worried, okay? You have to relax. If you, if you feel that's going to hurt, you feel that you're going to sleep, just say tap or do like three taps on the on the, mm. on the first, and that's mm. it. You're gonna you just yeah. keep it rolling. But he was super super afraid, you know, and yeah. and, and he gets out super fast. So jujitsu is unique. It's the only way to get in shape for jujitsu is doing jujitsu. Yeah. Wow, professor, you brought up a good point. And the very unique thing about jujitsu is. Uh, it's not like uh, it's not a striking uh, martial arts, so you don't get you know uh, punched in the jaw and you're knocked out and you sit and you sit down for thirty minutes. You tap and then you're like, okay, I can go, I can go again, and like after one minute, yeah. So it it makes it very safe uh, for everybody to try it. Exactly, as is everything is safe. You just tap before you get hurt. You have to also be mm. smart. And mm. everybody, everybody that come inside the academy said, look, leave your ego outside the academy, mm. okay? You have mm. to be humble. If a smaller guy, then you get on your choke. Don't wait until you sleep. Just step and keep it rolling, mm. you know? That's super normal. So size doesn't matter, you know? Anything doesn't matter, you know? It's about technique. It's about speed. It's about opportunity. And be smart, you know, and be humble. Wow. 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 So professor with your long career as a practitioner, uh, if you were to tell us about one moment, what was, uh, what was a very memorable moment, uh, so far ever since practicing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, what was your defining moment? So, uh, I have several moments, you know, on my career, but, uh, some, some, uh, some things that happen as a professor, make everything worth so mm. sometimes uh, i get a student and the parents come to me say look my son is super shy he doesn't mm. talk with nobody just with us you know and he's fragile so please take care of him i said yes mm. you get mm-hmm. for the right place you get mm-hmm. for the right place and then just after four or five months he's he's the leader of the of the kids class <laughs> so already, already leading the, the warm-up, you know, speaking loud, speaking clear, you know, making new friends, you know. You see the expression of the kid changing. Uh-huh. No more shy, no more afraid, but a confident kid, you know, that can speak for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help him for, for his life. And that's mm-hmm. for me, is, is priceless. Wow. Wow. That's so awesome. Yeah. And it's just, it, it transforms you. Hey, like there's just, there's, there's a magic to it. I don't even know how to, what, what to, what to describe it, but there's a magic to it that um, it's, yeah, it's crazy. What's your advice professor? Because people are going to be coming to your gym. Uh, What's your advice to new white belts? They signed up already. They're excited. They they're telling you they're going to, they're going to be there seven days a week. (laughs) What's your advice to new white belts? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, white belts get me a little scared, you know, because they really, they really, on the beginning, don't know what they are doing, you know. Mm. So I tell them, please start slow, you know, be smart, listen to your professors, listen to the higher belts, you know, be open-minded to learn, be humble, you know, tap, tap it first, don't wait, get hurt, don't wait, to sleep that first and also when you attack someone don't go attack it that like 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 your life depends on that okay mm-hmm. you go there you get the position you hold it tight but don't pull at once don't squeeze super hard you know, because it's going to hurt your training partner and that's not not the goal here in jiu-jitsu the goal in jiu-jitsu is to submit your opponent but respecting him don't hurt him you know you need to control the situation without getting anybody hurt yourself or your training partner but um, 
even if I'm telling this everything, you know, still they are spazzy, you know, they come with the elbow on your face, they punch you, they knee you, whatever. And, and, and that's how it is. Because in the beginning, you don't have much technique. You have mm. strength. You have strength, you know, you have your real power. You, you want to do it, but you don't know how yet. So I try to be very close to them, you know, help them achieve their everyday goals. But at the same time, paying attention to not let them hurt anybody else. Mm -hmm. Wow. Beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Professor. And lastly here, because people are going to start wanting to do jujitsu now. And that's the uh, that is the whole premise of uh, this podcast is for them to start doing jujitsu. So where can new students uh, find you? Shameless plug to your school. <laughs> so find me is super easy. I'm on the city of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm the head professor of Gracie Barra for Lauderdale. Uh, you can easily Google Gracie Barra for Lauderdale and you're going to find us there. Sounds good. I'll put um I'll put all the information in the description below. So anybody who is in Florida around that area, uh, please come in, uh, take a visit. You you definitely won't regret it. I wish I lived around Florida so I can <laughs> come come and take a visit. But I de definitely will um, in the future. But Professor Cafe, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, so guys, that wraps up uh, podcast number two. If you enjoyed this pod uh, podcast and inspired you to keep training or to start training, make sure you like, share, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on the stories of individuals who do jujitsu. And we'll see you on the mats. Us, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And see you guys soon. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! Episode number two done. Thank you, Professor. This was um thank this was you. awesome. Awesome, awesome to talk to you. Wow, what a what a story that you got. So you've done martial arts all of your life, eh? Like uh, ever ever since did judo, did uh, karate, karate, did um, and then did uh, jujitsu. So a life a life of fighting, hey? And that just it sounds like that just became now your passion. Yeah, that's my passion. Besides that, you know, uh, I I have two university degrees. One is a physical education. And the other one is a law degree. Uh huh. I have a, yeah. I do have a master degree in law and a PhD in political science. I was a university professor for five years in a row. I uh -huh. got the I got the prize of best professor three years in a row uh, on the university. And then after that, I had the opportunity to move to United States. Uh -huh. and, uh, I, I embraced the opportunity. And now I'm, I'm living only through jiu-jitsu. Wow, wow. So how did you, <laughs> I'm glad we're still recording because uh, that's uh, that's crazy. How did you find the time to fight so much and then also uh, study law? You're, uh, you're, how, how does your mind work? <laughs> so the thing is 2006 was my last competition as a, an adult, the last official competition as adult was the mm. world 2006, what I mm -hmm. won on the medium heavyweight. We closed mm -hmm. the bracket, was myself, Braulio Stima, Romulo Barral, and Delcio Heleno Pedichumbo. The four mm. from Grace Barra, we did close the bracket. Back on that day, close the bracket was a very common uh, thing. You know, I did close the bracket as well with, uh, uh, Roger Gracie, I closed the bracket already with uh, Pedro Pano, uh, Marcio Cruz, and some other 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 fighters from Gracie Barra. Because on the Gracie Barra, you know, we have the 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 team as a super important. You know, individuals are important, but the team is bigger bigger than you. You know, so we fight for for Gracie Barra, and also. Uh, Wow. Uh, when I finished my last word, uh, words competition, then I graduated in the law school 2006. Then I got a job as a lawyer, and mm -hmm. the job <clears throat> was 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., <clears throat> Monday to Friday. So it was very difficult during this time to keep my, my training and, and my working out as a high level. I mean, mm. super 
it's like impossible. Yeah. yeah. Because the work you get tired, not only physical tired, but mental tired. Because I did my first job was for the biggest telephonic uh, company in Brazil uh, called Telemar. So mm. I had a lot, a lot of, of workers uh, defending them against the against the customers. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I got my job as a university professor. And then uh, again, I was committed to that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when the things, when I get the, the opportunity to call to fight the legends, and mm-hmm. then things switch, then I get the call ah. to come live here. You know, the, uh-huh. the legends was a, a switch on my life. I see, yeah. I see. And then uh, you finally found a way to make uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu your full time, uh, your full time career. Yeah, because yeah. in Brazil, I was living as a rich professor, as uh-huh. a physical education professor, like a personal trainer. I, I was working as a lawyer and I was <laughs> working as a universal teacher. Besides that, I have to take care of my house, take care of my family. Back in that yeah. day, I have, I have just one daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I have a daughter and a son. So it was, uh-huh. I was super, super busy, man, super busy. I, 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 I did enjoy the time of... of uh, of a, a lawyer i even uh, had two books uh, uh about law published in uh-huh. brazil wow <laughs> big big books no not how how, how how to not strangle your clients <laughs> <laughs> you know that's funny i had uh, i had uh, a trial once it was a family trial you know uh-huh. civil law and i was defend the husband against against uh his uh his ex-wife uh-huh. And then I was between them, and and they they come with a disagreement about who we're going to stay with the apartment, uh-huh. and the wife come with with uh, her her purse to hit the husband, but he, she hit myself man, with the purse, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh, stop this! What you doing? <laughs> I, I was I, almost double legged her, you know, but I, I hold myself. <laughs> Just a double legger. Wow. <laughs> wow, those are some funny stories, man. Those are some funny stories. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're how, Professor, how old are you, if I may ask? I'm 43. 43, hey? Yeah, it seems like if you were um you how you look, 35. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's funny because the other day I was on the kids park uh, here next uh, near my by my house. I was with my son, my son, my son was doing the slide, and then come another dad with his daughter. And then he would start talking about the kids. And then he said, Oh man, I, I, I feel so much so much pain. But you you must not feel because you are you are younger than me. I said, No, I don't think so. <laughs> so I asked him, How old are you? He said, 35. I said, okay, man, I'm 43. Said, what? What is your secret? Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is my secret. Keep you younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come and join. <laughs>